0: The return up for Porto. Leaves it off. Here's near Hit In the box. The shot. Go. she set the record. Hey, everyone. My name is Sabria Whitaker, and I'm the founder of Grow the Game. Erica Piancastelli here, Tokyo 2021 Olympian. This is Carly Jackson, professional goaltender for the Buffalo Buttes. Hey, everyone. This is Connor Moore, the social media manager of the Chicago Sky. For the first time- You are now listening to Women's Sports Matter. Women's Sports Matter, hosted by Gianna Belcastro. A ridiculous rivalry wins the national championship for Notre Dame. welcome to another episode of Women's Sports Matter, your one-stop shop for all things women's sports. Guess what, everybody? We got another interview today because that's the thing you should always expect here at Women's Sports Matter, not me talking to myself for 45 minutes. Anyway, I'm very excited for today's interview. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hey, I'm Bianca St. George. I'm a defender for the Chicago Red Stars in the NWSL, and I play soccer for a living, so that's
0: pretty cool. That is pretty cool that you play soccer for a living. My first question for you is, um, there is a meme that has been going around from Chicago Local 134. Uh, I'm sure that you've seen it. I am very familiar with it. It is probably the best thing that they have posted this season. Um, What are your thoughts about the summer of St. George?
1: I'm honestly really flattered. I think it's like a sick meme. I agree with you. I'm like, whoa, this is this is a good one. But I don't know if it's because I'm being like egotistical and it's like about myself. But I th- I thought it was like a cool concept. Now I have to live up to the expectations, so I like the pressure. So it's all right, you know.
0: <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, finally, someone's posting about Bianca. I've been following um, you since 2020 in the Challenge Cup, and so to watch the progression of your career has been pretty neat. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, let's go. And I, I, know, I know the person that created it and the folks over at Bryant and me and um, Derek Helling and all, all those people like posting that stuff all the time. I'm like, let's go. I Have you seen any posters of it at Sea SeatGeek? Actually, I actually haven't. But recently it's been like kind of
1: raining. <laughs> so I'm like, it's already tough enough for people to have like posters outside. Um, but it actually feels, it's funny that they say, you know, they they've written Summer of St. George because this actually, this year feels like my first season, but it's technically my fourth. It's my fourth like season I signed with the Red Stars, but my two of them, I was injured and then one was COVID. So it's like crazy to finally feel like my first, I feel like I'm a, I'm a freshman in high, um, in college where I'm like surprised that people notice me, you know? (laughs) So
0: I think it's just, yeah, it's a dope, it's a dope meme. (laughs) I'm trying to live by it. (laughs) You had a few great outings in the challenge cup. I was recently watching, um, some of the highlights from the challenge cup and there, there was a game where I think you had a goal and assist. I can't remember the team I want to say Sky Blue uh, was it Sky Blue? It is Sky
1: Blue. It's funny. Yeah. It's very ironic. We just played them, but yeah, that was the highlight of that tournament for me because I was um, I scored like in the seventh minute or something like that. It was like really early on, and my the the meme from that game I guess would be my face
0: after I scored, which yes. was just like yes. <laughs> like did you see that cuz
1: i think i scored like it's was, is it was like some some um kids that i see sometimes in clinics and when i coach they always ask me like what's my celebration like how do you celebrate a goal and they want to see something so sick and most of the time i disappoint them cuz i'm like well most of the time i just open my mouth and i'm like in disbelief like <laughs> I
0: scored. I do that so many times. I'm like, I need to start working on my celebration. If anybody has suggestions, you can let us know on social media. Yeah. The celebration of St. George going like a little (laughs) hashtag or something. I need some inspiration. That's for sure. (laughs) I'll try to think of some. I'm, I'm not really much of a celebrator myself when it comes to those things. I just like, I'll stand there. You're like, okay, that happened. Okay, cool, let's move on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's get to work. (laughs) Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you about the vlogs, Yuki Nagasato's vlogs from the Challenge Cup. I watched those, um, I want to say last month. I came across them one day. I was like, how have I never heard of this? Have you seen those? I know you were in a few. Have you watched through those? And what are your thoughts on that little, like, video collection of your time in salt lake city i think it was genius that she did that that's
1: something i wish i did but you don't have the guts when it happens but it's always like in the back of your mind like oh i could do that but when it happens you're like this is really hard because i i mean i've you've probably seen that i have a youtube channel but it's really really hard to film yourself so i'm actually proud that yuki did that but Part of it, like, is in Japanese too. Like, there's, she does a lot of Japanese style videos, so I think it kinda speaks to a lot of people from back home for her. Like, it's really hard for us to keep relating to that, but her, her vlog style from the Challenge Cup, I think was a really cool idea. I haven't watched all of them. I've watched, like, a couple, but I couldn't tell you, like, what happened in them. It's been, it's been a minute. (laughs) Some of them are chaotic. (laughs) oh I'm just some of
0: them that kind of summarizes that challenge (laughs) I was gonna ask you about the YouTube videos later but since you brought it up um I'll just ask you about them now you've made a few I really like your editing style by the way it's so so well done how did you teach yourself how to do all this? did you watch a bunch of YouTube videos did you already kind of have an idea how to do it did you ask advice from some of friends of yours how did you know how to do that stuff
1: um so i <laughs> i got the idea i wanted to be a youtuber in november 2019 and that probably is when i pers- like posted my first video and how i got a, like how i went about it there was someone from montreal that did vlogs that i really enjoyed and i was like hmm i've never really been on YouTube before like I didn't use that app at all. I never used YouTube. I was like who uses YouTube? Like I didn't realize it was like a big thing. And then I saw this girl. She's just like a travel girl from where I'm from and I was like this is really cool like you get to know really her authentically and I'm like I want to I want to do that. Well it's, <laughs> it's way easier said than done, but I tried it for myself. I Um, downloaded Final Cut Pro. And I taught myself every time I would have ideas, I would just Google like how to make a transition, how to fade away, how to add sound effect. Like I just taught myself from scratch. Um, But it's funny that you say that you like that style because right now I look at it and I cringe because I'm like, this is just not, it was cool for back then. Like it was kind of very popular to do a lot of editing and like the face blowing up and a lot of sound effects but now like if you're if you're still watching like the youtube world you realize that it's becoming less popular people like a little bit more calm or maybe not calm but not as extra (laughs) like my feeling my videos are a little extra (laughs) um so i'm like shifting my style but it's funny i say that because i haven't posted anything but it's like in the works so i'm like really working on coming back really intense uh very different style and I hope people will like it because it's finally something I'm passionate about the vlogs were testing but now it's like I'd say it's more like podcast style I'd say a little bit
0: Interesting. with myself <laughs> I'm my own guest <laughs> yes I used to be my own guest too and now now I interview people but oh um, here we go I would I would sit by myself and I would record and then I got a guest on somehow and now well now here I am interviewing people I hate just sitting there by myself cuz it it is awkward to sit there and be like okay I'm going to talk about this and I'm just like looking at the camera in my computer yeah. and like okay we're going to do this we're going to do this now but
1: did you always start
0: ta- like talking about women's did you have like a niche like was it women's sports I grew up a baseball fan and so I would just oh. talk about baseball. Um, I'm a huge Chicago White Sox fan. And so I would go to games growing up. I wanted to be a broadcaster for the White Sox and I grew up, I was a little shy. And so I would kind of keep my sports knowledge to myself because people, the boys did not like that. I will tell you right now, they were not a fan of, <laughs> of, of a female talking about women's sports that was like uncharted territory <laughs> for them come on and so I as I got older I started to realize like I wanted to do something so it like all started my my origin story is me yelling at the dean at my school for not um advertising women's basketball games they were only talking about like the men's basketball games I'm like well okay that's not very cool so I was like hey you got to talk about these events. Like, this is your school, these are your teams, and you're not talking about your teams. And so the team was like, well, if you want it on the announcements in the morning, you got to write something down and then I'll do it, which is like, "Mm, okay. So I did it. And then, yeah, I decided to be a little loud about women's sports. And now I I I host this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So that is the origin story of Women's Sports Matter.
1: That's cool. That's really sick. Thanks. I like a, I like a good background story because you just think that when people are doing something you just think they wake up one day and do that, but you don't realize like could be totally different background, sometimes really unrelated to how it got there. So yeah, that's cool.
0: It was a slow progression, but I'm glad that it happened. Also, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that you're asking me questions too. This is an actual conversation. Maybe you should be a podcast host too. So yeah, well I know it's a conversation. So it's, <laughs> it's a, a conversation. Bit... The title of these episodes are, are technically "Conversation Clock." It's a funny little play on like interview with ins- instead of there having a dumb name like that. It's conversation. Yeah. Clock. Yeah. Conversation time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you more about um, some of your YouTube videos in particular. My favorite of yours, which um, I was listening to your interview with Brian and me the other day and how you were talking about how you were in the works of making um, the video about the lessons you learned during the pandemic. Okay. That was the favorite out of all of the videos on your channel that I watched. Let's um, go. I love that you said that. I love that you said it's that. It's a really, really good video. That's probably my favorite as well. I wish I saw that when the pandemic um, was happening because it it opened my eyes to like a lot of things. And I was like, because I remember, I remember the day when the pandemic started. I know you had like a little part in there, like March 13th. I can tell you exactly what I was doing on March 13th. I was in school. People were wearing N95 masks. Some of them were wearing gloves and (laughs) they were just walking around like, okay, I'll see you in two weeks. That was the last day of my senior year in high school, was March 13th, and yeah, I never yeah. got to see any of my friends really ever again, because people went off to college, or they moved somewhere, and that was the end, that was the end yeah. of my high school career, so yeah. it was just like, <laughs> very weird time, but that video is so well done. Um, how Thank long you. did That's it take nice. to <laughs> make that video? It took me, it took me a long
1: time, honestly. Um, it's so hard because, so I've been like, I journal a lot. I write, or I write down a lot of stuff. So I guess it is journaling, <laughs> but like thoughts or just things I learn. I, I know that if I don't write it down, I'll forget. And over time, I realized with all the things that I would write down, I found a way to relate it to the pandemic, like all these little things. And then I, was, I had a rough draft of all the lessons. And then all, it was like really a lot of information. And then you try to condense that, and it's still, it's still a pretty long video. Um, but as you can probably guess, the, the longest wasn't the script or anything. It was the editing because I'm still a newbie and it's like, I didn't have like an image of how I would edit it beforehand. So I didn't like plan anything. I was more like, I'll film myself talking and then I'll deal with the editing after, which is not the smartest way to go about it, but I was learning, I'm still learning. And so when I started editing, I realized I could always add layers, like editing, you can always edit something. So it's like, at some point you just got to just tap yourself on the shoulder and be like, yeah, you're done. This is enough. Like, you don't need to time this differently. Like, no one's going to notice. There's, like, this rule where it's, like, to, like, combat perfectionism. It's it's something, like, if it's 70% perfect, like, 70% perfect, you're good to go. Because after that, the difference between 70 and 100 is
0: very, very small. So I was like, all right. It's time to publish. <laughs> I have trouble editing videos too. So I I was editing. Um, I tried to make a TikTok. I was not successful in my endeavors. But like it's so hard. And I, I took a class in high school where I, um, and we use Final Cut Pro. And it's very, very hard. I don't have a Mac. So I don't have it on my computer. I use some very not well-known device just to put clips of the show together. Um, but editing is really hard. It, it takes a lot and a lot of practice to get everything. Done. Hire someone. You should actually
1: hire someone. It will save you so much time. If you don't find editing fun, you should hire someone. I am positive about that. That's what I'm gonna do from now on because I've realized that much later. It's not. It's not extremely expensive. You can go on. You can pay someone twenty bucks for a video.
0: Like, just think about it. There's so um, many platforms out there. People are ready to edit. I'll tell you this: um, I don't make enough money to to hire an editor. Okay, we'll start a GoFundMe first, and then start a GoFundMe for my college tuition first. I think we'll start with that. Oh, one. true. Okay, you're <laughs> right. We're in a different we're in different times. Yeah, like
1: I'm post college. I'm working, but. That would be my advice. The the moment you can spend like a ten dollar, ten dollars on a someone doing saving you like five hours. I don't know how long it takes you, but depends.
0: Could it could take a couple hours, (laughs) three hours? I would say putting episodes together. I don't really. Here's a little secret. I don't listen to a lot of my episodes. I kind of because I know because most of the time after I'm done recording, I'll put everything together anyway. So I'm fresh off the conversation. I know what happened. I put everything together. I usually don't take anything out um, unless my sister barges in here and causes a ruckus, which happened a few weeks ago um, Mm -hmm. because she's disrespectful and we'll leave it at that. Okay. And (laughs) um, So I'm usually pretty good about knowing what's happening and putting it together and then I'll export it. It takes a while for it to export. I think that's the biggest time waster. Yeah. Exporting. But yeah. I don't
1: do as you're much video to do something editing. else in the meantime, but like you're always checking that your
0: computer is it is it exporting. Like Yeah. I'll have to walk around my house holding my computer, being like, okay, is it if I stand over here, is it gonna load better? Or yeah. if I turn this way, because I have bad Wi-Fi. But besides yeah. that, um, I don't really have like YouTube style editing. It doesn't really take that much for this kind of podcast. Right. I don't have a special background for Zoom because I don't even know how to do that. Um but compared to YouTube that's very different um, but I'm glad you're getting back into the YouTube world. You gotta yeah. let me know when you post your next video oh, I'm so excited i've put I'm putting
1: so much work like it's been months I've been working on that um, different things, different ideas changing it's funny I've failed so much on my YouTube channel without anyone knowing because no one sees me like do any work and some things I'll work on for a while and then I'll realize like realize it it's not it's not going to work because <laughs> people say that they kind of find their youtube styles by uh by just posting and posting and then changing so i would do videos and then i'd realize like that ain't it <laughs> so i would like not post it, but I would do a project, not post it. So I've did, I've done that a couple of times and I do regret not posting them. If I were to restart, I would post everything I've done because you get so much feedback from people and at least you're putting something out there. But it's so hard. It's I mean, I think it's really hard to put yourself out there because that vulnerability for people really like putting yourself out there
0: for letting people choose to like or not like you, it's... It takes courage. Yeah, I think having like a public image like that, just in general, like, you know, you're already like a soccer player. People kind of know you and then you go out and and you put YouTube videos out there or you're posting on social media. Like they think they know you. And then they're like, are you going to disappoint them if you start like swearing or you just
1: have different beliefs? Like, or they don't like how you dress? Like just so many different things and you have to be yeah, you
0: really have to, to be courageous, I feel like. <laughs> yes. And then there's those people hiding behind, like, well, not really, like, a profile picture. Some people don't even have a profile picture, and they're posting yeah. stupid shit on your your timeline, and it's just like, get yeah. out of here. Leave me yeah. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have dealt with some some of those. I think since my platform is not as big, I haven't dealt with a lot of the, those. But every time I tweet certain things, then there's people that decide that they want to comment on my stuff. I'm like, yeah. okay, leave me alone. I'm I'm done. I'm tired. I'll turn my I've comments had, uh, off. I've had one TikTok that's
1: gone mini miniature viral. Okay, how many? Like, very small. Like, I just don't have that many views on my TikTok. So, it's about, like, i rough guess, like, 35K maybe. And, like, I only have a couple hundred followers on TikTok. So, it's really, like, it's a lot of, a lot of views for, like, how many are following me. And it's the only TikTok that's, like, controversial about how... Like about equal pay, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I just showed how the MLS had X amount of views and then the NWSL which had like oh no, wait a second. That was my that was my response video. <laughs> the the one that actually created a lot of craziness was name a job that pay like the pay doesn't match the amount of work basically. And I just showed like our league
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which like it's so crazy it takes two seconds to make you see that you see like I hear this the person do it I'm like oh I know a job that doesn't pay what sh- it should so like I'm just gonna do it I'm in my bed I show it with a green screen whatever and then post it and it kind of goes mini viral and people are just shitting on me that, that whole thing it's all like little turds boys like just <laughs>
0: Keyboard warriors. Yeah, just very yeah. mad for what reason. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's I I've had some of those interactions. I think that the stuff that I get tagged in sometimes is weird. Um the name of my show is also the name of a slogan that transphobes use, and so it's like, go away. I am not part of your team. And that's a nice Shit. little block. I've been tagged in some things, and it's like, go away! I don't like you. Yeah. I kind of forgot when I named my show what I what it's named now that um, that that is a slogan that they use, and I like forgot, and I yeah. made the show, and then I was like, oh, that's not cool. So that it is. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? It's the world we live in—it's just yeah. it's the U.S. It's the it's the U.S. Honestly. Um, Mostly. I want to say mostly. I know it's not all of it, but mostly. Yeah. Moving on to um, other topics. I want to ask you about your time at West Virginia. Um, First of all, how did you get recruited to go there? And um, was, was there other schools in the running or was it just West Virginia? Um, good question. So
1: I was, uh, so in where I'm from in Quebec, in Canada, for people that are listening, they don't know the provinces, uh, Quebec is, um, a little different. It's always been different. Like we're French speaking, um, our school system is slightly different. Like we, we don't go from high school to college. We have like a pre-college in between, So I graduated from high school at 16. And then I was like, at that time, I just did the U-17 World Cup. And that gave me a lot of exposure for American schools to come see me play and stuff. And then I got, I would get some word here and there about schools that were interested in me. And I I knew I wanted to go to school in the U.S. at that like when I was sixteen. Before that, I didn't even think about it. But when I was sixteen, I was like, maybe I'll go. And then because um, I would start getting invites, and then I got this letter from West Virginia, and I remember thinking, Virginia, I love the I love the beach, you know. Didn't know that West Virginia was a different state. Yes. I didn't know. We don't learn about the US when in Quebec, you know? So I was just like, oh, I've had friends friends go to Virginia Beach, like I want to go to the beach. But um when I was 17, I decided to uh go to West Virginia and visit. So I was really late and then I felt like this pressure almost to make a decision. And when I went and visited West Virginia, it felt right. So I committed, but there were definitely other schools I was talking to, but anything felt cool. Like I didn't have the preconception. Cause I remember you, I remember talking to UCLA and I didn't realize like the preconception that people had about UCLA, how cool it was or like, how big of a school it was not that West Virginia isn't, but you don't hear it as much as like schools like that or Princeton was another one. And it's like, I didn't have those, (laughs) those thoughts. So I just thought anything would be cool. And if I visited and I had a good vibe, I was like, all right, I'm in. So when I turned 18, I was in West Virginia. So it happened really quick.
0: Interesting. I, Every time I think about West Virginia, I think about um not so great things because they're not <laughs> Yeah, that that or like too. the opioid epidemic? Yeah, How about that or the
1: number um, one like most obese state? Yeah, yeah like
0: 49th in education or something. There's a lot of just West Virginia as a state separate from the school itself um a lot of bad things. But I won't. Yes. I won't get into how bad West Virginia, the state, is. West Virginia University, on the other hand, is. I guess it's an okay school. I don't know that much about it. I know someone that goes there. I was thinking about going there. My mom's like, "You're not going to West Virginia. I'm going to Nebraska it's now. Awesome
1: school to so. go to." I think it's because there's nothing. When you think of West Virginia, you don't think of anything. So yeah. the university is their life. There's no professional team in West Virginia. No professional sports. So the Mountaineers are like we would have very loyal, yes, amazing fans. Like that's what I love the most about West Virginia. The uh, the university is we had like an amazing fan base because. That's all that's all they had like in the sports world that's all they all they could root for.
0: So the fans are very loyal. Very very yeah. loyal. Yeah, um, that I know. I want to talk to you about the championship run that your team made. What year was that was that? 2017 2018 2016 yeah. I I read about it the other day but I was like I don't remember. No worries. What year I mean that was from the beginning of that season, was the goal, obviously the goal every year is to win a championship. Was the goal specifically to make the tournament was to have a nice run in the tournament, or was there just like, we're just going to play some soccer and see what happens? Uh, that year we were confident we were going to win the Natty.
1: We were so Good as a team. We felt amazing about how we played. It was the best team I was ever in in 2016. That's how I felt back then. Um, it helped that we had like two Olympians <laughs> from the Canadian national team that are now my teammates, which is pretty sick because we're like West Virginia bound when we see each other. Um, and then we had an amazing like senior class just in general, just very strong players. I'd say the majority of the starting lineup were Canadians, which is kind of funny. Um, But we just felt very good about it. So we expected to win the Natty, which probably hurt us at the end because when it came around, we kind of underestimated maybe like how prepared we were. It was almost like everybody thought we were going to win it. So when they came around and we got scored on really early, we were chasing the game the whole time, putting ourselves at more risk and then created another, we made it one, one, but then shortly after made it 2 one and then playing at more risk, three, one. So we lost three, one to uh, USC, which Katie Johnson plays on. And she never fails to remind me that she beat me in that
0: final. Cause we're good friends now. So I'm like, curse you. One of my follow-up questions was going to be if you've talked to any of your current Red Stars teammates about, um, you know, games that you've played against them in college, more specifically Ella Stevens when she was at Duke. I know that you beat that school to move on in the tournament. Have you ever talked about that game in particular? Are there any other teammates that you faced in that tournament? Um, Besides the final, I haven't really talked because – I missed a lot
1: of the games with West Virginia because I was gone for CONCACAF with the U-20s. I was gone to the CONCACAF for the U-20s. That always happens, like, in the fall. Um, and I remember being there and being torn because I was, like, both were, both teams were so important to me. Like, but the U-20s, I was, like... I could miss part of camp and stay there, like stay at with my school, which is still very valuable. But then was I putting myself at risk for where I stood in the, at with Canada. So it was a very, very emotionally hard decision. Like I, I felt very torn and eventually I stayed with Canada and I'm so happy. We like went through that hump um, beat. So I didn't get to play Duke. That, that was my point. I didn't even get to play Duke cause I was gone. But I came back for the um, uh, for the final four, basically, because we also played uh, UCLA and Jesse Fleming, which she's my teammate now. So we like she remembers the game because she was there, and she was at I came with a U twenties with me because she was actually with a senior team back then, and they had to play in West Virginia because we were a number one seed, and. We had snow all over the field and people from UCLA, like some of them never played, never seen snow, you know? So it was a really crazy game that went to PKs. So it's always fun to like talk about games like that, like memorable games with
0: teammates. So, yeah, it's really cool. I did not know that you were, weren't present for the Duke game. So the more you know. Yeah. That's okay. So <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's
1: it's all right. I've, I, it's, it's really, I love talking about college with some people, but I feel like not everybody feels that way. Like some people are probably like, eh, this is, it's the past, but I think like college is such a unique experience that feels like takes so long when you're in it. But when, when it's done, you're like, it's only four years of your whole life. Like it felt like we were there and experienced so much, but now it's almost been four years I'm out of college and I'm like the same amount I feel like nothing happened in these four years compared
0: to like how much happened in college it's crazy college is a very busy time I am well aware I I am not a fan of college right now yeah Um, classes are not my best friend um I'm starting classes on 10 no 12 days from now so that's fun Going to a new place, bunch yeah. of corn, not a fan at all. I've never what been to my studying? school actually. Hmm? What are you studying? I'm double majoring. So, this get ready for this. Advertising okay. and PR is one major, and then mm-hmm. broadcasting is a separate one. And then I have to minor in something. So, I'm minoring in coaching, which Wait, why do you have to minor? The way that... You have two majors. That's not enough or what? (laughs) I added the broadcasting. I am a TV producer on the side. So I kind of got inspired from my job to do broadcasting as another major. And then I have to minor in something outside of the School of Communications. So that's why coaching comes in. So I'm not a fan of all of those things that I want to do, but I feel like it's going to be worth it. Coaching like... Coaching, I don't really care about. It's just like a thing that I have to have. I think it would be nice. Like coaching, like a sport? Yes. So be so, so. It's just um, like a minor, though. It's only like a few, I want to say it's about five to eight classes that I have to take. And now I, I had to pick a sport. Our options were like volleyball, basketball, soccer, and track and field. And we have to pick three of those. And I'm like, I'm not doing track and field. I don't know how you would coach track and field. So yeah. I picked what I know, which is soccer, basketball, and volleyball. I don't know what to expect. I don't That's know anything about the minor. Yeah. I know. So that would be cool. I don't even know what i hope I'm that for the process. Coach, coaching, you got to
1: learn how to do it. So you're just, for a class, you're just like, Shooting, shooting—that'd be sick. I'm
0: not even that. I'm not good at any of the sports that you don't I don't need to be good. You just
1: gotta—it's just fun to do. pretend.
0: I'm you acting like I know how to.
1: <laughs> I'm always like balling, but no.
0: <laughs> I believe me. I've tried all of those sports, and I can tell you this: I am not good at any of them. I was a very bad goalie. I let seventeen goals in one game. Mm, it's a so team thing, though. So don't worry. No, it wasn't just you. <laughs> Our, our JV soccer team that I was on for two years was made out of entirely people that have never played the sport before. This was my freshman year. And all the other teams in our division, the Illinois Catholic schools are very good at sports and their JV teams are made of people in club soccer. So we were the only school in our division to not have people on our team that have played club soccer. So we were going in blind and it was not very successful, but I had a lot of fun. It'll be fun. They said, (laughs) I I had a lot of fun. I I made some friends and um, it was a good time. And then when I left that school, I played Frisbee and I believe that is the only sport I'm good at. Um, I feel like a lot of people that play, you can correct me if I'm
1: totally off, but I feel like a lot of people that do play Frisbee were people that, couldn't find their niche in like the typical sports, like typical team sports, like basketball, volleyball, soccer. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Wait, I'm actually pretty sick at frisbee." Yes, that's exactly
0: how I felt. <laughs> I was like, "Confidence booster." I yeah. tried baseball. I tried volleyball. I tried basketball. I tried soccer. Why that's is like, that?
1: Because frisbee, you gotta be,
0: you gotta be able to fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you gotta chase that little. I went straight spiral. from soccer to frisbee, <laughs> and I think that was a nice little transition for me to go from that sport to the other. And you gotta just run and catch a disc. Like, it's not, well, I mean, it's very hard, but it's not yeah, but honestly, it wasn't it? I remember doing
1: can jam, and I wasn't the Yeah, <laughs> I can't
0: throw. Well, I, so there's two different positions. There is, um, the person that throws, which I don't, I don't remember any of the, the terms for these people. There's the people that throw and the people that run. I, or cutters. I was a cutter. So we would all, we would line up in our stack and then we would all go out one at a time, split up, go wherever, run, catch the disc. You throw it to the person that I can't remember the name for the thrower. um, Cause I, I'm really good at Frisbee, throw it to the the thrower. And then the the whole thing starts up again. You go in the stack and you keep going until you're in the end zone and you score. Seems, honestly, seems like a pretty good sport. It is a pretty good sport, and I miss it you so active. much. You know,
1: um, if you could do, like, another sport right now, which one would you try that you haven't tried yet? Or maybe, like, I haven't tried. tried.
0: I haven't tried. I think I'm going to have to turn this into the Bianca and Gianna show at this point.
1: Although, <laughs> well, no, it's really, interesting. <laughs> I
0: know. I really like when other people, like, ask me questions. It's very rare, but I, you know, I, I don't have a co-host, so this is very interesting. Um, let me think about this. Um There's no bad answers. <laughs> I never played softball. I played baseball growing up. So maybe I would try softball.
1: Um
0: mm-hmm. I played baseball for like five years. How about it like, split up.
1: I feel like you're speaking like team sports, but how about individual sports? Individual sports.
0: My whole life has been team sports. Individual. The only thing that's coming into my head is team sports. Uh, tennis, badminton, <laughs> ping pong. <laughs> wait a second. Wait, I need to take the racket. Of golf. Um, golf is boring. I make fun of my family for watching golf. Yeah, I'm sorry. Golf is boring. I'm sorry.
1: Wait, what? I'm such I'm such a fake person right now because I used to say that I used to say that a year ago, maybe a little bit more than than that, give or take. But that's when I didn't know how to hit a golf ball. Okay, because when you do know how and you're getting better, golf is so fun. I don't
0: know. Maybe I'm too competitive. I'm good but- at we golf. I can't, <laughs> <golf club. laughs> same, I, <laughs> I can't swing an actual golf club. It's not the same. But I can't swing an actual golf club because, um, I have an issue with my shoulder. So like I'll stand. I, well, the thing is I have the mirror thing on. The mirror effect is on for this. So you can't see, but, um, I'm a righty. So when I, I can't move my arm back and swing because I have shoulder issues. So I can't play golf and I don't want to try being a lefty. Because that's... so you can't probably play a lot of hitting sports. Like, you probably can't do like play tennis, tennis is difficult to play. How Baseball about martial was arts? Martial arts. I know that. Okay. You're bringing up all this fun stuff. I know that you were in, uh, a... you were very good at judo and you yeah. used to do that stuff. Um, judo, other martial arts. I do need to learn how to um, be on defense. I feel like I don't think self defense. I think everyone is... should
1: learn self defense. I took
0: self defense in high school and I don't remember a single thing. The only thing I remember is this is heading up someone's nose like okay, that. Okay, but the thing about judo that's I think is really amazing for,
1: like, if you had to pick a martial art, is judo's based on defense, not offense. So, it's more like if someone were to attack you, how can you put them down? How can you make them not hit you basically? So it's all about how you react to them. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm really mad right now and I beat someone up, so I'm going to use my judo, judo, you know? It's not that way because that's not the point. It's really more like for self-defense, like if someone comes at it because they would always do an example like they would have a knife or something and they would like, come come at you, and then you would just grab the arm and just bring them over, or just put them aside, put them down. At the end of the day, you're just putting the person down, being like, you're not getting to me, but it's not about, like... I mean, honestly, what would be amazing would be to know how to do judo with a little bit of boxing, so if you need to throw in a punch or two, you know what to do, but I feel like if you're in a life-or-death situation, you're just going to punch, like, regardless if you've had boxing classes, but judo... Great, great sport. I've done okay. it. I've de- I did it for years, and every time I'm like, off season comes around comes around. I'm like, should I start judo again? I'm like, that would be so fun to do in my off season, just to like stay fit, but like work different muscles and just keep up to date. I don't know, maybe.
0: I'll see if there's any self defense slash judo classes at my school. I don't really know much about those kinds of activities there, but. I think it's something that I need to do with self-defense. That would be pretty good. I have forgotten all the skills that I learned in my junior year Mm self-defense class. I think I took it both junior and senior year of high school. That's such a long time ago. I don't really remember much from my high school days. Long, long time ago. Yeah. It is time for me to ask you about medical school. Because I know this is something that you've talked about a little bit. Um, Also... I just want to ask you this really quickly. I know you graduated with a four point Is that right, mm. West Virginia? Close to it. You had a four point year, maybe three point nine eight. I got one B. I
1: got one B. I want to so ask you. Yeah.
0: I want to ask you really quickly before we move on to med school. Um How the hell were you able to do that? Because college is so hard, and your major in particular, like, I'm just, anytime I hear about, you know, people getting a high GPA, I am just like, what the hell? Like, what do I have to do to get to, I'm at a 3.5, which is not terrible, but, like, yeah. how did you, how did you do that? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, no, I, sometimes I wonder myself, how, how did I do it? But, just a little background growing up, I wasn't a really good student. I wasn't a bad student. I just did the bare minimum and got okay, good, okay grades. Like I had B's mostly. I was a B, B student, you know, B for Bianca. But I always told myself, like, when high school's over, that's when shit gets real. Like, that's when I actually have to try, like, that's when my future matters the most like it felt like before that didn't really matter and I also like had a lot of independency growing up with school because I left I left my home when I was 13 so I didn't have my parents looking over me seeing if I did my homework or anything like that like I was I was on my own living in a host family so I was very independent from the start and not having my parents like over me like trying to figure out if I'm doing everything kind of made me more disciplined in some way because I felt I didn't have that pressure. So I was like, I went through school, whatever. And then when I graduated high school, like I said, shit gets real. So I go to college and I was like, I want to reinvent myself. I'm going to this new country and I'm studying pre-med. And I know that when I'm done with school, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'd want to have the most chances. I I don't want to like have to worry about where i'm going to apply after school like i don't ha- i don't want to have to worry like am i going to get in so i was like that means i need to get a 4.0 <laughs> like it was like very a to b b to c like so i had the mindset literally i'm not kidding my mindset was 90% of it because i knew that i could do it because i set my mind to do it and because i was I I told myself I get a syllabus, I know exactly what they want and I just got to give that to them and I'll have an A. Like it's it's it was very like straight linear thinking and it was very hard with especially with soccer and traveling and missing, you know, 2 days a week of school and having to catch up and ask for lectures, ask for notes, it was very hard. But you know, when you really do want something, you make shit happen. <laughs> That's really like, it was just like a grind, but like, I had to ver- to work very systematically. So mice like, this will be like a little extra tip, I guess. It's not even like a tip, but I think a lot of people are always trying to find like study techniques, right? Like, I don't know if you actually, I don't for the family
0: for the family that is listening right now I definitely do study and I definitely take the time to look over notes and I definitely read my textbook so when you when you study
1: you have to put yourself in the mind of the teacher and be like if I were the teacher like what would I would put what would I put on the exam so you don't have to learn everything. Cause at first that's what it feels like. You got to learn everything. No, you got to play the game and know what's going to be on the exam. You don't have to know more than what's going to be on the exam. You know, don't overcomplicate things. And my senior year, which was the, that's when I really nailed down my study technique was I would go to class. I wouldn't take any notes. I wouldn't Open my textbook, I wouldn't do anything. I would just sit and, with the permission of my teacher, I would record the class, his voice. I would just record the class. And then when I went home, I re listened to the lecture and I could pause it because sometimes in class he says something and if you're writing down, you're not paying attention, you lost something and then you're lost if you didn't understand the thing before. So it gets really overwhelming. But when you're at home, quiet, you get to listen to the lecture, pause it, take notes on that, play. And then that probably saved me so much time because I understood from the first time I listened to it. And technically, it was my second time. But in class, it would happen often. I would get distracted. I would talk to my friend. I would text someone. You know, you, you never fully have your attention in class. So that's kind of how I, I went about it. And then I would learn way faster. And now I know from the words, I like have literal proof of what the teacher said in class. So if something was on the exam that he didn't say, it would... You know, I would have the proof that it's not true, and then that's how I like. Honestly, what I would, we would have like the exam scores, and he would kind of put it on the screen. Like, average was, you know, sixty five, but there's one student that got hundred two percent. Everybody's like, "Oh, fuck that person," <laughs> and I was there like, "That's me." <laughs> you know, that was like, I, I, I mean, I'm proud of that because I it took a lot of work, but. It's not like a a secret like I just did the work and I had to work smart to to
0: figure it out. So yeah, I'm happy you asked about that because I'm I am really proud of my grades. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I should probably record my classes I get distracted way but too But some easy. teachers don't want to, so that's that's why I'm like well, yeah, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask for permission. So, if
1: the ones that didn't want to I'd figure out some other way, but you know, most of them were pretty cool with it because they know we're athletes and we travel and stuff.
0: So Yeah, I haven't had a lot of in person class experiences in my college career so far. I've been going on yeah. doing online school mostly. Um I had a few in person, but um did I was not a fan. I took math in person and I hated it so much. Like I hate math. I hate it. Um math is my enemy.
1: I hated high school math
0: a lot. I'm just like a hated math. I, I never like, took, but
1: trig. okay. I I don't want to sound like a nerd right now, but <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> math is actually so fascinating because the way we're being taught math in school is not the same way that people write about it in books for like the public because they like um, there's this one math if anyone that's listening that really wants to know. Who I'm talking about? Um, there's one author I really like. His name is uh, Marcus Du Satoy, something like that. Um, I, I think he the the his book title is Seven Unknowns, or at least it might be longer than that. But if you Google Seven Unknowns by Marcus, you'll find it. And he shows how math is like all around us and how it actually applies to our life. Because our whole life, we, we learn math and we have no idea how it applies. Besides if you were like trying to calculate taxes or let not, not do your own taxes, but like on a bill and how much you want to tip, like, you know how to do the percentage and stuff. But like, generally, we don't know why we do it. And like that book was like, blew my mind about math. And now I have like a bookshelf of so many math books. I can't wait to read because it's... It's actually so interesting. It rules our world. It can predict the future. It's like so, so cool. So I hope you change your mind about math because it actually has potential to be interesting.
0: Every time I've taken a math class, I didn't do so hot in it. And I actually, in high school, I had to take um, like lower level classes because my comprehension is just so. And the same with college. too. I only have to take a few in Nebraska um because my college ones that I took that I spent a lot of time on don't count towards my degree because they don't like uh, community college then maybe you'll
1: be a you'll be a step ahead
0: now probably not. not I hope for you it's funny you bring up books because I do want to ask you about books but going back to my the beginning of the question um you've said before in interviews that you want to go to med school is there any reason in particular that you want to do this was there something that happened in college that made you realize that you wanted to go into med school once you were done with soccer just tell me a little bit about why you're interested in doing that
1: yeah so when I went to college I decided to do a pre-med because in my mind and my narrow-minded, brain that I had back then I thought that having a pre-de- pre-med would be the most valuable major I thought that if you had a pre-med and you had good grades in a pre-med you could apply to anything regardless if you wanted to go into engineering or like whatever post um what's major like um, degree you would want to get if you had a pre-med I thought it would be the best one but as I started studying my pre-med major, I realized how <laughs> cool the information was. So I was like, okay, I actually do like science. Like I have a very science driven brain. Um, and then when I graduated, I was like, I'm not, I don't know for sure if I want to go to med school. I'm going to go play professional soccer a little bit, to try and see if I can figure it out over time. And then now that I have more free time trying to discover who I, who I am and who I want to be, I've like immersed myself in so many different topics and I became very passionate about learning about the brain, Um, especially like philosophical questions, because those are things that can't be answered by science. So I love like questioning things, but the part that interests me in medical school would be psychiatry because then you can apply the science that, you know, but also push the science further about the brain, which is very philosophical. Like there's so many subjects about like, who, who are we? Like, are we our brain or are we separate from it? Or what is consciousness? Do we have free will? Like all these things are so interesting. And I feel like if I could have a part into pushing the science further in that, that would be cool. And I was like, maybe psychiatry would be interesting. But I'd say recently I'm, I'm not as confident I will go back to med school because, um, again, I'm with time. I'm learning a little bit more about who I want to be. And right now I'm very passionate about becoming an entrepreneur. Like, I think that is my actual dream. And if I can find a way to maybe mesh it with like something medical, who knows, like it's very new, but, um, that's, that's my calling right now. So I'm, exploring towards that and that's why I love being a pro athlete because when you do your your job that you really love training every day performing you still have some free time and that's when I choose to like push myself and trying to figure out who I want to be I feel like I have a good balance with that at least so was that a yeah. good answer I feel yes. like I was right there. <laughs>
0: that was a good answer um things can change in a year because I know you said that in 2021 um in your Brian and me interview. So I was just curious if it was yeah. still the same. Still, still um, considered,
1: yeah. still there, but no point of saying yes or no right now because
0: I'm not ready to go. So we'll see when the time comes. We shall see. Now it is time for fan questions. So, some of the most of the, I shouldn't say some. I think half of these are from Thomas Costello of Bryant and Me because he just sent so many. Um,
1: (laughs) I think he just wants,
0: he wants all the follow ups from a year ago. Um, I'm going to start on Instagram. His first question was any book recommendations because I know how much you love a good book. Do you still do the book a week
1: thing? No, I don't read a book a week. No, but. Depending on the month, some month I'll read a book or two a week. Like I'll be really in it. But today I, I would lie if I said, I read, read a book a week because I've actually been doing Sudokus every night instead of reading. Interesting. I don't know. I've been like on a different phase, <laughs> but, um, but I still read a lot of books, especially like on my iPad. I never thought I would say that, but I used to buy like all my hardcovers and now I just read it on my iPad. Cause it's so easy to just bring it around. Um, so what book would I recommend? Um, there is fiction and nonfiction, obviously. <laughs> Some nonfiction book I read, um, that is really popular is by Colleen Hoover. Like, it's That's a popular author very popular. in the NWSL think, right now. So true. And like, f- it's popular around the world. Like she actually, yes. I didn't think I liked fiction nearly as much anymore. And then I read one of her books and I'm like, oh my God, this is so captivating. So that's like a fun, those are fun fiction books, but like nonfiction. Um, I mean, if you go into the like self-help realm, you can read like um, the Seven Habits book. That's a really good book to get your productivity going. Or like one that I read recently was The Archer or like... um, Yeah, The Archer. 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 Um, by Paolo Coelho. And I like that book a lot because um, I like how it, it's like a fiction and nonfiction together. It's very like abstract and you can kind of make your own plot with the, not in your own plot, in your own like uh, meaning to the plot. Sorry. So I would recommend that one.
0: All right. The next question from Thomas Costello is, do you like pumpkin-flavored things, and are they fine all year round? I don't discriminate, you know. <laughs> They're fine.
1: They can stay. Um, personally, I don't really eat pumpkin that much. But if it's there and free, and someone says it's yummy,
0: I'll have it. This is a message for Thomas, because um, he knows I'm a hater. I will be a hater. And I will drink my Haterade. Um, I do not like it, and I think that's probably the reason I don't like autumn or fall. So, oh, that's the, I'm sorry. That's the I don't reason
1: know to hurt you, but no. it's a no. I,
0: I, I'm I'm making a joke, but I really don't like it. I think it's gross. And every time my family will see it, they'll send me a picture and be like, "Here, look, here's yeah. something pumpkin spice." I'm like, Go. you know, what? I'm not a fan either, but. <laughs>
1: I, I'm not gonna, I don't feel like I ever taste it. Like I don't go out of my way to have it. So, I don't really know if I really like it or not, you know?
0: Well, I guess we won't. We <laughs> I'll won't be a hater with today. you, okay? Today I'll be Are a hater. Are you gonna drink the, the hater rain, as Thomas likes to say? Yes, says, I will. Just for you. <laughs> um, we have a, f- question from felix jr 24 what is your favorite chicago cheat meal if that even exists um yes okay um i'd say like
1: what i it's gonna sound so bougie but i love velvet taco in chicago i don't know what that is so you're gonna have to
0: educate me Well,
1: someone, maybe Felix, will know what Velvet Taco is. They have a couple stands in Chicago. They're like tacos, but like a bougier. And I'm sorry if anyone's like hates on me for not having a very authentic taco. It's like, like I said, it's a little bougier, but it's still like a cheat meal to me because it's greasy, you know? The crust, like the taco shell is very greasy and tasty you know so vt final answer
0: okay there's so many questions here i don't know if i'll be able to get to all of them i'll
1: try to like respond less
0: no it's okay um so i read a tweet this is a question from twitter and it's from danielle x acton um, it's a it's a very weird question, and I, I don't know if you know the context behind this or not. It's mustard or pickle juice for muscle cramps.
1: Oh, I, I take neither. Because I I actually, I'm going to knock on wood, because look at me, next game I'm going to cramp. But I, I'm not a cramper. Like, some people cramp and they need to take that. But if I had to choose, I'd probably, I'd probably take mus- mustard. I don't know, pickle juice just sounds liquidy too much
0: tea. yeah i think they're both gross options um i saw the question and then i i had to message tatum because i needed to know like what what the context was i yeah. learned the context from danielle but i was like what is this and then she told me about vanessa di with the mustard packets and i was like okay yeah. yeah it feels like a weirdly chicago thing to do i don't know well, why it's not, it's not
1: chicago like mustard it's- i
0: think of like mustard like the hot dog and like pickles or something I don't know it just feels like a like a midwestern like a thing <laughs> it feels like such a midwestern thing you know how yeah. like you label different th- like midwestern um yeah. but I'm glad I know wow. the context of mm-hmm. that there's a question let's see. um so my friends at the final third podcast wanted me to ask this question um I'm gonna describe an activity to you And you're going to tell me the name, hopefully. Um, They're making a big deal out of nothing. Because Twitter, that's what my Twitter friends do. Um, So, you know the game where it's like, there's this very long wooden thing and there's a hole in it. And you throw something into, you try to throw it into the hole. What is that game called?
1: Oh, um, you guys are definitely debating on, like, different ways to, um... Mm -hmm. Okay, I I know what it is. That's French. why it's a dumb
0: question, by the way. Have to why think I'm about talking.
1: it in English. <laughs> um, bags.
0: I get it. Yes, Let's yes, go. you did. To AJ and Jack of I was, was going to say cornhole. Podcast. Well, is that the same thing? That's the other thing.
1: Yeah, you know what? I was like, I think it's cornhole. I was like, or bags, but I was like, I like bags better. Bags
0: sounds better than bags. cornhole.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Pfft. wait, are, are are the are those friends from Chicago or They're from, from
0: Minnesota. Oh. So here it's more of a regional thing with um cornhole. We call it bags. Bags got is into so a debate. somehow. Bring those bags out. Let's play <laughs> some bags. You play some bags. You play some cornhole. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't yeah, get cornhole it. Cornhole just sounds a little bit you know, it just sounds off. weird. Yeah. I'm going to play some bad. You you know it's in a different context,
1: and I don't know if I like it.
0: <laughs> well, to AJ and Jack of The Final Third, you have your answer, and you can stop bothering me about this now, and you know yeah, that I'm right. Stop lying. bullying. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna love this part. Um, let's see. Here's a good question. It's from Eddie Kristen on Twitter. Favorite Canadian food you can't get in Chicago, and then favorite Chicago food you can't get in Canada.
1: Okay, poutine, number one thing. No one does it like Montreal, baby. We are the best poutine makers. Anyone that tries that's outside of Montreal or Quebec, they're, they fail. I went to Toronto and tried their poutine. Not the same. Anywhere else but Quebec or Montreal, Poutine is the best thing you can get. Everybody that's never had poutine, that had poutine back home, completely underestimated how good it was. So, poutine. And you then very first- passionate <laughs> about that. <laughs> I, I just had it when I went home. And, you know, I brought my boyfriend with me. And I made him try for the first time. And he was very skeptical of how good it was. And it blew his mind. So, I was like, all right. I... Like, I don't know why. I feel like it's, like, part of me. So, I I felt good about myself because I was like, I was right, you know. But, yeah, I'm very passionate about it. It's really good. So, so it's basically uh, cheese, fries, and gravy. Very simple. But, mm, chef's chef's kiss. And then, vice versa would be – what do I have here?
0: A a food? Chicago food you can't get in Canada. Well –
1: I don't honestly I don't really eat deep dish pizza. So I'm not going to say that cuz then I won't be real with you. Um and I've never had a Chicago dog. I
0: haven't either. I hate deep dish okay, okay, okay. and I never have had a Chicago dog. Um I am the product of and I hate Chicago food. Um oh, so you're a, you're a real hater. <laughs> <laughs> I am a real hater. I just about fall and pumpkin (laughs) and it's like Chicago food. I mean, as someone that lives in the suburbs, I don't want to claim anything. My mom can do that. She can claim whatever she wants. Um, Other Chicago things, Garrett's popcorn is a thing, I guess. I don't really... That's another... I'm not as big of a fan as Garrett's. It's like Chicago popcorn for people that don't know. Um... Oh, you know what though? I will say, um,
1: like Stan's donut or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh Stans. no, you know what? I love Foxtrot and th- I don't know if that's Chicago based. I'm pretty sure it is.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Okay. Well, that's, it's like a cafe slash grocery store overpriced. But they honestly make really good food for, like, a little cafe spot. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Very boring answer. We can skip to the next one. It's not boring.
0: It's not a boring answer. Um, Someone asked what your favorite flavor of Kool-Aid is. If you have one.
1: I don't don't know if I've ever really drank Kool-Aid. I'll be very sugary. Fruit punch. Fruit punch. I remember seeing the commercial on TV. It was like the
0: the glass like boy. The, the like the glass thing, the pitcher, <laughs> the pitcher of Kool Aid, Kool Aid man. Yeah, I'm not American, so it's well, I am
1: actually American, but I'm not born in America, so I don't have that American childhood. You know, we have to like, clarify this. Yeah. A little- my parents did not abuse me by not giving
0: me Kool-Aid. We just didn't have that. <laughs> I did not drink Kool-Aid growing up. I drank Capri Sun, um, yeah. which really isn't that different. It's still a bunch of sugar. Everything, all the American products are just sugar upon sugar upon sugar. Yeah. So, love Yeah, that. they grew up with that. <laughs> um, we'll do one more fan question. There's so many... Some of these are, like, out-of-pocket questions. I don't know if I should ask them. Let's see. Um, Go. Shoot. I'm ready. Someone asked it, what teammates thoughts off one of your biggest pet peeves, and what is it that, that they do? <laughs> <laughs> that's out-of-pocket. <laughs> I think that's out-of-pocket. But you said you said I'm not going to call anyone under the bus. <laughs> not that I can have anyone that comes to my mind. But That's what I'm saying. It's out-of-pocket. It's like unnecessary, just a little yeah. bit. Just the person's trying to try like start some beef here, or what? <laughs> Chicago Red Stars drama on um, women's sports drama matter podcast. Yeah, it's like I would like to keep interviewing Red Stars players. I think I've had you're the third Red Star I've had. I've had Tatum on here, and then I had Zoe Garowski. You had Zoe G. Zoe went to We're my tight. high school. Oh she my went God. to Iniqua Valley. And so she was actually the very first interview that I did. And that interview is the reason, also one of the reasons that I'm hosting this show. Because I was like, oh my God, I can interview people. Like, that's yeah. a skill set that I have. And so yeah. I gave it to my teacher because I was in this media class in my senior year. And that was one of the projects. And so he was like, oh my God, Gianna, this is so well done. And I was like, should I? Should I interview people? So yeah. that that's kind of one of the reasons why this podcast is something because of that interview with Zoe yeah. so that's cool I love Zoe she's my
1: good friend yeah sorry I'm not going to answer the pet thief question yeah. and honestly it would take a lot of effort to even figure that out because then you'd have to think of people's behaviors
0: yeah it's like yeah that's a lot of okay. energy <laughs> we're gonna do a few lightning round questions so now it's time for our lightning round questions and you don't have to answer really fast if you don't want to I don't expect anybody I'm going to gonna be the
1: fastest one here. I'm, I'm ready. I'm competitive. Let's go. Ooh, should I?
0: <laughs> I'll have to look back to all my episodes of doing lightning round questions, which is basically every single I'll be the one standard
1: now. I'll be the standard.
0: The standard. Okay.
1: Everybody's going to be compared to,
0: like, this performance. Okay, I'm not that serious. Okay. <laughs> Since you play in Chicago, I have to know White Sox or Cubs. Ah, uh, Cubs, but I know you said White Sox. I hope you don't hate me. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I, I have White Sox stuff all over my room. Yeah. <laughs> this is all Honestly,
1: because my- I've been to one baseball game in my whole life, and it's been the Cubs. So, May my- I
0: suggest the Chicago White Sox? Although, let me tell um, you this. Um, I asked Tatum the same thing, and she said the White Sox, and she was like, oh, I haven't gone to a game this year. And I was like, well, you probably shouldn't because they suck right now. So I think you should save yourself maybe until next year. Go to a White Sox game. Oh,
1: that's what people keep saying year after year, though, usually. But...
0: (laughs) I see you've got jokes tonight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to be a hater. (laughs) Hater Haterade. Drinking (laughs) the haterade. Um... Next question is, if you could have a YouTube video with any of your current teammates, who would be in it and why?
1: I would choose Tatum and Ella. They're like a package, you know? Yes. I think I'm really well together. Um, I think us three together. <laughs> you have your own
0: comedy show at that point. Yeah, we,
1: you know... What makes a good video is when you see people have good chemistry, and I know that all three of us together are really tight. So I feel like it would be a good video. Maybe well, it's in making. I
0: mm-hmm. expect to see it on the channel now since yep. you since you said it here. Yep. It's an yep. exclusive. That's One of the next videos we'll is, is this. I'll be watching. I'll be watching back one day. I'll be like. Wow, Bianca still hasn't had Tame and Ella on the show yet. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why.
1: That's not like them. That's why you not true. <laughs> All
0: right, next question is, is West Virginia an underrated soccer school? Because I think it is. I Like, looking at the roster, the, the team that you were a part of, um, your four years there, I'm just like, I'm looking at how many superstars have been yeah. on that, On that team, and I'm just like, wow, we don't talk about West Virginia enough. So, is it an underrated school? Yes. I think we do get the.
1: um, See, I already lost that being the most rapid speaker here, but um, I just want to add that for in the Big 12, West Virginia has a lot of clout, I guess, but Mm -hmm. with. I feel like the whole NCAA is ruled by football teams and because there are other like big Ten is so much bigger that we kind of get like eaten by them. So if our football team would do better, I think our soccer program would actually be more known. Not going to lie. Sad to say, but
0: I mean, football is a big part of West Virginia that I know. Um, It's a big part of a lot of schools. Yeah, it's a big part of America. America.
1: I don't know why I'm coming out with my, like, country <laughs> accent. Every time I speak about West Virginia, I feel like I need to change my accent.
0: Yeah, because they, they have the accent there. I I like to do a country accent sometimes. I will not do it today because um, I think it's embarrassing. But I went to Iowa for one of my cousin's weddings, and there was a dude that oh, just had this full-blown country accent. I'm like, dude, we're in the Midwest. What are you uh-huh. doing? not everybody needs a country accent although I like I like doing it sometimes I'm not gonna do it right now because I would
1: I I'm not gonna peer pressure you but I would really enjoy because I always try to do accents and then I'm like okay
0: I guess I'll do it but the funny the funny thing is since the Bianca St. George has has asked so nicely okay do you need like a prompt or do you well the thing that I start off with um, oh
1: Oh, so you're you're actually prepared you got your water in (laughs) yeah
0: the thing that I start (laughs) off with is um, have you seen Cars the Pixar Mm -hmm. the Pixar movie Um, so the Tow Mater Larry the cable guy um, okay he'll go um, oh shoot it's Latin and McQueen and you just like you can keep going at that point the country (laughs) accent it just comes right out (laughs) And so... I, that was great! Yeah. That was great. And I started doing it because of that guy in Iowa. And so I would be walking around with my family and I'd be like, oh, you look over there, it's got a nice little church and a Sunday brunch. You, That's really
1: good. I mean, why am I surprised? Like, you speak so well. You interview people. Like, you gotta have a good voice, you know? You could be...
0: You're malleable, so... I'm gonna put this in the... In the description of, of my show, Bianca St. George said that I was a good interviewer and has a great voice. Oh, and guess what? Gianna can do a country accent. Mm-hmm. Here you go. It's going to be my new, it's going to be my uh, Instagram bio. I wish I could,
1: I could have spoke back to you in a country accent, but I can barely, like it already takes a lot of effort for me to keep yeah. my American <laughs> English, very basic accent. That if I would try to like add some country to
0: it. Well, I mean, if I can get it started from Larry the Cable Guy and Cars, all you gotta do it, you gotta start off with. Oh shoot, it's Latin McQueen. Oh <laughs> my, God. I was gonna try, but I'm really <laughs> like <solid. laughs> And you just you keep going. You talk, you talk about the southern things. You talk about going to church on a Sunday, and nice that Sunday morning, you know, reading the scripture and, and singing the hymns. And then leaving to go to a nice Sunday brunch.
1: Yeah, no, no chance I can do that. <laughs> it,
0: it's very simple. And if you, if you try it, you can impress your teammates and be like, look at what I learned on the Women's Sports man no, podcast. I, uh, I, literally, uh, this week at practice, it was
1: whatever, this this previous practice. We, there, we have an Australian on our team, mm-hmm. and I try to imitate – the Australian accent, uh-huh. and then everybody just turned around and been, and been like, "That was your Australian accent?" Or it was like, "Was that was that you trying to do the Australian accent?" And I was like, "You know, it was really far that, off." Yeah, like, I don't
0: really, I don't really mess with any other um, like accent. Yeah, accents. Yeah, right. Like, I just do the Southern one because I can. Yeah, because I figured out that I can do it. Honestly, it really just starts with Larry the Cable Guy. So. If you ever, if you ever want to try, just watch Cars and just repeat everything Larry the Cable Guy says. Perfect. They'd be like, oh, shoot, it's Latin and McQuaint. That's literally what I start off with every time. They're like, John, do the accent. Let me think about Cars for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I (laughs) put yourself in the mood. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just go on and on and I'll be talk. like sometimes there was, um, my coworker brought his girlfriend in the other day and she's from Georgia. And so she was talking and she kind of had a little accent and I had to stop myself from doing it because it was like just so close. I was telling my friend about this too today and I, sometimes I'll be talking, I'll just go into it. And so I was telling him, I was like, if I go to Nebraska and I just get rid of my Chicago accent and then I go in like that, people will be like, oh, where are you from? And I'll just be like, oh, I'm from the Chicagoland area and just drop the accent and just (laughs) <laughs> I've been lying to you this entire time. What a way to make an impact on, on a new place. Just lying to everyone yeah. about where you're from and the accent, like that, anybody can the do it, so. Anybody can do an accent as long as you try maybe maybe the next thing you learn next thing you YouTube about is learning yeah. how to deal a country accent. People will come at me and cancel me if I try to do things like that so we' like, oh, that's. <laughs> Just take a, just, you're going to North Carolina soon, right? There you go. You can start practicing. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a fool of myself. <laughs> My final lightning round question for you is, are you watching anything on, like, Netflix or Hulu or whatever, any shows you got um to recommend? I'm not a, I don't watch TV shows, but.
1: I, I like a <laughs> I sound like an old person. I like a good documentary. Um, and I watched the one about Woodstock 99. It's called train, train Woodstock 99. That was, that was pretty fascinating. Cause it's like the festival that happened in 1999 people, you know, it's recent enough to feel like it's close to you, but old enough for them to not have like phones mm-hmm. or anything that we would have today. And to see how terrible that festival went, although it did have, like, really good music and it it was crazy vibes, but it was a very good documentary because of how crazy it was, you know? That's my little...
0: little I used to not watch TV, mostly because of, like, school and whatever, but I got into Stranger Things. I got into that. Um, (sighs) I wish... I wish I... It kind of gives me
1: anxiety to watch TV shows because I'm like, you know, I need to do something better with my time, you know? So, it has to be, like, I'll never watch something alone. That's kind of, like, my unwritten rule, I guess, Mm -hmm. I do for myself. Like, if I watch something, I'll be with someone, and we kind of bond over that. I think that
0: that's a good way to go about it. (laughs) You know what? Maybe I should start doing that, too. I don't really... Although, I try watching TV with my sister, and then she'll just start screaming. She'll be like, oh my god, like, we... I introduced her, unfortunately, to Riverdale because when it was good back when I was in high school, which is the first season, um, yeah. we would we would watch it together, and then anytime something dramatic happened, she would just get up and be like, "Did you see that?" And I'm yeah. like, "Bella, sit down. I am trying to watch TV with with you." And so yeah. I don't watch TV with her anymore. <laughs> um I, I guess I, well, I feel reactive. like I'm.
1: I feel like I'm Bella sometimes though because if I do watch something, I'll <laughs> just shouting the entire time. Oh, I I will pause it because I'll want to elaborate, mm-hmm. and people like people will give me like a limit. They're like, "Okay, you got three pauses. Oh my god, to do because if not, I'm just I just want to talk about like this is actually really interesting what he said because blah blah blah." And people are just like, "Shut up and watch the show." Yeah.
0: I'm not if a I, good person, I think. If I'm watching, like, a, a documentary or, or something or, like, a nonfiction show, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so told me about this and, like, oh, I, I knew about that. I learned about it in school or, or something. And they'll look at me like, John, be quiet. We're trying to watch this. I'm like, you know what? No. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going <laughs> to te- keep talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't happen as much anymore. I just will watch uh t v on my laptop and and call it a day but yeah that that is that now it is time for you to shout out anybody you want to shout out any shout outs tonight <laughs> shout
1: out. I don't know a shout out to someone I shout out to my um you know what? Shout out to my grandma that's taking care of a family friend right now that's very, very sick. That's the only shout out I wanna I wanna say. And just putting it out in the universe that just love is spreading. So yes. that's the shout out. But sorry, I, I don't that's know. It's a lovely shout out. I don't shout know turn shout-out
0: shout anybody. It doesn't- Shout-out ice cube. I was like, <laughs> shout-out. Like,
1: but yeah, no. I, it'll be to um, Papa Bob, basically. And my gram. But yeah, that's my shout-out.
0: All right. Now it's time to tell people where they can follow you on the social media. Take it away. Yay. So I'm an at Bianca St.
1: George. With an S at the end, but the S is silent. So,
0: just the mindful. S is silent. Yeah. Have you That's seen the uh, Have you seen the the Twitter the Woso Twitter arguments about your last name? There's a whole thread. No it was do. From,
1: and I actually low-key appreciate it, but I'm not trying to start any beef. But like, yeah, and my my S is not pronounced at the end. I, but there's
0: other things to worry about in life, so I'm I was, like letting I was it, it go. To another interview. Because um, I do so much research for my show. And one of the interviewers said St. George's. And I'm like, St. George's? Like, what? I don't know that. <laughs> I don't <know> say George. <laughs> it's like, the, learn how to pronounce the name.
1: I mean, it's a choice. Like, I just yeah. choose that. Because in French, we say St. George. And it doesn't have an S sound at the end. It's yeah. just St. George. So I'm like, St. George sounds very similar. So please know no z's at the end of my last name and if you do do it it's fine <laughs> there's other things i'ma hate about like
0: like pumpkin about, spice I'm hate about
1: pumpkin spice
0: and and fall um the and ball, the, the cubs well, the, yeah. the cubs um now yeah. it is time for my least favorite part of the episode is my ending shriel it's not that long i promise sometimes i'll forget the things that i have to say I'll take a second. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna get ready. Okay, and then here we go. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I am on four different platforms: on Twitter, it is W Sports Matter, and Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's Women Sports Matter. See, it's super easy because it's the name of the show. It's so easy to type in. So there, there you go, guys. That's how you follow me on social media. If you want to watch this interview and other interviews, plus other content. The YouTube page is Women's Sports Matter. There's a bunch of resources linked down below. We've got the Trevor Project, Register to Vote, Find a Vaccine, NAMI, the websites for all of the players' associations in the U.S., so the NWSL, PHF, WNBA, and more. Make sure to go support your local women's sports team. I've said this before, but... Y'all know my local teams right now. Is there any specific local team that you want to shout out, Bianca? Ooh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> any local team uh, in your hometown? A, oh, local team from my hometown. Like it, it doesn't matter if you want to shout out well, any I team at this think point. I should, just
1: keep supporting women's sports, especially in your area, and go watch uh, Chicago
0: Sky right now. They're balling. So I was at the game yesterday. It was uh, it was quite the quite the evening um unfortunately but that doesn't matter because we're the first seed as of right now as of today's episode if that changes don't blame me this is coming out two weeks from today so y'all better hush up i'm trying to think of anything else support your local women's sports team make sure you're subscribed to women's sports matter and i think that's all i got today Thank you again, Bianca, for coming on this episode of Women's Sports Matter. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. That's going to be it for me. I'm going to go edit last week's episode, which will already be out by the time this one comes out, because I'm really good at using my time managing skills. That's going to be it for today's episode. I will see you next time. That's all, folks. See you later.